today on the Almond Journey podcast. I love this industry. I think there's a huge group of amazing people that all work their tails off and trying to do things the right way. There is a lot of blue sky ahead, but it doesn't come without some turbulent air. Joe Gardner of Gardner Farms in Treehouse, California Almonds joins the show. Welcome to the Almond Journey podcast brought to you by the Almond Board of California. On this show, we discover how growers, handlers, and other stakeholders are making things work in their operations to drive the almond industry forward. I'm your host, Tim Hamrich, and I'm traveling up and down the valley, virtually in this case, to feature the leaders who are finding innovative ways to improve their operations, connect with their local communities, and advance the almond industry. Today's episode has us exiting the highway, about halfway between Tulare and Bakersfield, right at the town of Early Mart, California. We visit with Joe Gardner, who is the sales manager at Treehouse California Almonds, as well as a partner in Gardner Farms and Pacific Ag Land Management. These experiences give Joe a full value chain perspective on almonds, and his passion for the industry has brought new ideas and perspectives to the almond board. After growing up in the industry and getting his bachelor's and MBA from Cal Poly, Joe was very close to going to work at Google when he got the call from Treehouse CEO Jonathan Myers. Six years later now, he says it's clear he made the right decision. Yeah, I mean, looking at my life now, I couldn't imagine doing anything else. To a fault, I'm very passionate about almonds, uh, about my family's business, you know, working with the family. I couldn't see myself, uh, you know, really caring about what I do as much if I worked anywhere else but in our family business. So it's been great. It, it really has. It's not easy. It's very difficult. You know, and you almost wish that you didn't care as much. Uh, it'd make your day-to-day job a little bit easier and let things kind of roll off your back a little bit more. But uh, I will say that it's very fulfilling, and especially in the in my position at Treehouse where I'm I'm talking with the customers day in and day out. You know, I, I get to teach them about farming. I get to connect them with the farm where, you know, you go up and down the state, it's almost shocking how many growers have no idea where their almonds go. You know, they, oh, I think that China's buying today or heard the Middle East is hitting hot and heavy, but they don't have any connection with the end users. I think that's been a real fun thing for me in my position is being able to, you know, walk down a grocery aisle with my grandfather or or my dad and point out which brands I think are cool. There's something about that. It's like a sense of pride and you become a cheerleader for that brand. So, and then I think the customers that we deal with appreciate that too. They enjoy being able to sit and talk with my, my brothers, my dad. And I think it shows them there is still family businesses around and you can be successful. It's definitely not easy. More family members you bring in, more complications that unfortunately come about. But I think our family, we've navigated those waters pretty well. Obviously, there's still turbulent times ahead with farming issues. and But I think it, we've always kept the mindset of as long as we're doing it together, we're a heck of a lot stronger than if we were apart. So, 
One cool aspect to the Gardner story that really seems to inform Joe's perspective is how much of the almond value chain they see through farming, beekeeping, processing, and marketing almonds. I think our positions within the family business, I mean, they're all super reliant on each other. Like my oldest brother, Jimmy, he runs our honeybees. Well, we don't have almonds unless we have honeybees. It's just like to the core, absolutely connected to those honeybees. You know, so we're always rooting him on to learn and to, you know, maybe improvements that we can make in our apiary program. And, you know, because his success is our success, you know, and then my brother, John, he's more on the farm side and rooting him on to figure out new ways to farm new equipment uh, that helps us be more efficient or climate conscious. And, you know, and then I'm up at, at Treehouse just trying to give a you know, a reasonable return to the farm so we can do it all again the next year. So yeah, we're all, we're all definitely connected, heavily relying on each other, but we are out of each other's way on a day in day out business. The Gardner family is a great illustration of how interconnected the almond industry is in general. This grounding in production agriculture helps Joe to excel at his day job of selling almonds and almond ingredients to a broad and diverse customer base. He says it really opened his eyes to how much customers truly want to know about how their almonds are grown. We have customers in over 70 countries we shipped to last year. So being intimately involved with every customer is impossible. But I think uh, some of the more interesting things that I learned from customers just by having conversations are that they really don't understand agriculture. And once you have an honest conversation with them, uh, more than likely, they're going to appreciate ag that much more. And I can see the reasoning why. Ag in general has been very bad at sharing stories. You know, granted, it, a lot of it's because they got other stuff going on. They're busy. They're hardworking. You know, farmers are got their nose to the ground getting it done. They just haven't really been been great at illustrating that story. So I think we're it's exciting for me and what I've learned a lot from customers is just that, that they want to hear it. They want to know where it comes from. Obviously, I have to be price competitive. You know, the almond industry, you know, you lose a customer of 10 years on a penny or two. So you have to be price competitive. But given the opportunity, a customer wants to know who they're buying from. They want to feel good about it. I mean, not, it's not just our family, but there, there's a lot of great people in this valley. You know, whether they're almond farmers or pistachio farmers or hay farmers, you know, I think farmers in general are some of the greatest people in the world. And when given the opportunity to share their story, I, I think, you know, a customer can get passionate behind it, you know, because at the end of the day, farmers do have good stories. They are being stewards of the land. And so, my job at Treehouse, my opportunity at Treehouse is just being able to share the story because, you know, we're not the only ones that are proud of what we do and proud of our family, proud of how we grow and take care of our businesses, take care of our land, take care of our employees. You know, I, I'm just in a unique position to be able to share that story. Joe's passion for the legacy of the family farm helps him connect with those customers who want to know more about how almonds are grown. And family is definitely an important part of Joe's story, dating back to his grandfather getting started in farming after World War II. 
And I look at what my dad has been able to do. I mean, what my grandfather did. I mean, coming from World War II with nothing, you know, and we had just rented pieces of dirt, you know, up until the, the 80s. And just seeing what those two men, when they partnered up, what they've been able to do, and my dad after school, where he's been able to take us, you ask him, it's like, well, why are you still coming to work every day? And once it's in your blood, you're just vested, and you're vested for life. So just puts it in a different lens. When you're not expecting immediate return, allows you to be patient, but methodical in your decisions. So... You know, he's always told us that, you know, as long as you can just keep the farm healthy, everything else around it will be will be all right. I think a lot of people in this industry forget that. We forget how many great businesses are built upon farms. I mean, I look at my family's group of businesses, all these supporting entities, but it all goes back to if we don't have a farm, we don't have any of those supporting entities. And if we keep these farms healthy, keep a strong return back to the growers, keep them Plugging along, the handlers are going to do well. The shipping companies are going to do well. The chemical companies will do well. The bee companies will do well. It really comes back to that farm is the base of this industry. It's not the other way around. I think a, a lot of people I talk to, you know, think that uh, you know farms are the well, they're treated as the low man on the totem pole. Rather than think of them as the low man on the totem pole, I think of them as remember that's your base, that's your rock. That everything else is built on. Protecting and preserving this farmer foundation is something Joe sees as critical during a time when profitability at the farm level is a concern after a record crop in 2020. The crop size is, is what it is. You know, there's a perfect storm, if you will, of, you know, great winter weather, perfect bloom, plenty of water. This industry, we got hit with, you know, a perfect storm and a huge crop came in faster than any of us had hoped. You know, to be honest, you know, it hurts on the farm level. It really does. And you know, I think that's one of those parts about my job that I wish I wasn't so connected with the farm level because it makes it really tough. And it's not just talking with my family because you know, I can see it on, on our balance sheets, but talking with our other growers, you know, they, these guys do a good job. They invest their money, invest their hard work into growing a crop and to have a conversation with them and say, sorry, you're not going to make any money this year and you're actually going to lose some. You know, that, that's brutal. But at the end of the day, we still have to move it. You know, I think we're the bright spot. I'm looking forward, you know, over the next few years is that cheap prices somewhere along the way, it's creating another opportunity. It's keeping your product in the testing phases and into that R&D product development. And especially where almonds has, you know, been successful. If we look at the past few decades of, of success in almonds, you know, the Almond Board did a great job with setting up the nutritional, doing the research on that, proving up the health halo of almonds. So now just writing the back of that research is, you know, Almonds are good for your skin, they're good for, for weight loss, they're good for heart health. So every customer or product developer, you know, almonds is usually in that top list of ingredients to try, not only because it's healthy, but also because our infrastructure as an industry is so well maintained. I mean, some of your exotic ingredients, yeah, some of those exotic ingredients might have 
amazing health benefits, but good luck finding it in quantity when all of a sudden your Costco order just came in and it's four times your projections and you need an extra shipment. So I think that's where almonds has also been super successful. It's just the reliability of the industry. It's made up of professionals, you know, food safe processors. So those R&D people can trust that they're going to get a high quality ingredient for their new product whenever they need it. So yeah, obviously the versatility of almonds have been able to use in a bunch of different things, but also the, the reliability of our industry has been extremely helpful. A lot of that goes to the work again on the almond board has helped with the food safety aspect. And, you know, those things aren't necessarily proven up, you know, in a short time period. But I think we can look over the last 10, 20 years of the industry that a lot of those efforts have proven to to lead to our success. And and now we just need to get over this bumper crop. But I mean, look at what we've done so far. It's been absolutely amazing. Granted, at prices that are brutally hard on the farm, but I think we're going to be back. You know, I think we're going to have a little bit better pricing over the next couple of years back to the farm. And so, yeah, brighter skies ahead, I think. But those brighter skies are still going to take a great deal of continued work and investment on the part of industry leaders, people like Joe. Because as he says, farming is not getting any easier. Unfortunately, what we've seen the last five, 10 years has been an exodus of third, fourth generation family farms. Farming is hard. Farming is complicated. I mean, think about nowadays, you know, if you're going to retire and have someone come and take over your family farm, it's just gotten complicated. I think that economies of scale, I mean, we've had to, obviously with our growing families, we've grown into it. You know, it's just a 50 acre farm doesn't support what it used to. So you're seeing farms have to grow or you're going to need to subsidize with outside income. So to a true family farm, I mean, you really do have to spread out those costs over more acreage. I mean, we've been a perfect example of that. But as far as the industry goes, it's nothing that you're going to do overnight. You know, so what this industry really needs is continued focus on trade relations. This is my sole opinion, but it wasn't an ad or a sponsorship that helped us move over 3 billion pounds of almonds this year. It's prices, and the growers took it square in the chin. That's the fact of the matter. Prices brought back China, you know, India is just stepping up to the plate remarkably. But just think if we were able to reduce tariffs where we didn't have a 25% tariff in China. Somehow, if we were able to make almonds in China 25% cheaper, by reducing those tariffs, how much more could we move? Or the same thing in India. I'm picking on China and uh, in India because they've been rock stars this year. You know, so I, I think that that's really a long-term goal. And how do you change that? I don't know. That requires smarter people than me. But we're going to see prices start to level off or, you know, firm up here in the next few years. Unfortunately, the reasons why that's going to happen is not for things that I'd like to see, but it's going to be acreage coming out of production. It's going to be family farms going out of business or moving on to other things. So you will start to see a level off of this production. And as global consumption continues to 
to increase, you know, you're going to see prices go up. But I love this industry. I think there's a huge group of amazing people that all work their tails off and trying to do things the right way. And there is a lot of blue sky ahead, but it doesn't come without some turbulent air. We are just now at the beginnings of it. It's going to get real rocky here. But I think those that can hold on, if they get through it, they will be winners on the on the outside end because almonds are are good. They're the right crop to be growing here in the valley. We just got to hold on. And in addition to holding on through the turbulent air, Josie's areas for continued focus on the part of the industry to lay down the base layers for future demand. Things like health research and trade access and strategic promotion. It goes back to, again, uh, why were we successful? I think continuing to lay down like the base layers, that nutritional research, that was the base that we can build upon the success. You know, so when I look down the road, what will really make a difference long term you know, a great Super Bowl ad isn't going to make a difference, you know, in your price immediately. It, it's, it's not going to do it. The industry is a little bit strapped on exactly what things it can do. But I had to pinpoint one or two things, you know, your increased focus on trade relations, you know, decreasing your duties in, in India and China is only going to help move more almonds. And I think keep on playing into the nutritional stuff. I think that's where the real long-term growth is. Uh, the argument can be made that continued strategic marketing spend in new up-and-coming countries. I think that the greatest long-term benefit would be from better trade relations and continued uh, nutritional research. Joe has been serving on the board of directors for the Almond Board for almost a year now and says he's happy to see new perspectives like his being encouraged to get involved. The Almond Board has been great and, and we're seeing a change too where it seems like more and more people are becoming encouraged to get involved. And that's great. And I think that there's room for all of that, for those different types of people. You know, because you need people that are going to be involved there day in, day out. But you also need people that are entrenched in the industry, giving inputs. I think that I'd encourage people to continue to be involved in the Almond Board. You know, I think if you're passionate, that you have actual stake in this industry, you know, then you have every right to be on the board. So, you know, I'd, I'd encourage it. I've learned a lot. I've met a lot of great people. I've gained new friendships out of this. You know, so I found it to be rewarding. And, you know, I think there's a lot of good things to come if we keep pushing ahead on, on some of these projects. And so, yeah. Well, big thank you to Joe Gardner for being on the show and for his continued leadership. I hope you found this perspective insightful and consider his invitation to get more involved in leading the almond industry forward. I want to go back to his comments about laying the groundwork for more future demand for almonds in today's ABC update. Making international trade accessible is an important part of the Almond Board of California's mission to expand global consumption of California almonds through leadership in strategic market development, innovative research, and accelerated adoption of industry best practices. 
Julie Adams is vice president of global technical and regulatory affairs at ABC. I asked her to explain a little bit about what role the Almond Board plays in developing international trade access. Well, the Almond Board has a lot of fact-based information on what is impacting the industry. And that is completely within our wheelhouse to be sure that we are talking about how different uh, policies, regulations, procedures are impacting the way almonds move into export markets. So if we are seeing changes in tariffs or in technical standards that are not in line with the way we operate here in the States or that could impact the way the industry is operating, that's something that we would get involved in working with our industry members, with government to basically highlight where we see issues that are going to impact almonds. We stop at the point where we are actually advocating for a particular action. That would be the role of other industry groups or the Almond Alliance. But certainly when it comes to sharing fact-based information, educating on key issues, and I would say most importantly, really being aware of what is changing and what some of the potential issues are going to be on the horizon, that's really where we get very involved. Julie says this requires a great deal of researching and digging into regulatory documents to keep on top of all the changes that are constantly happening in countries around the world. She says there continues to be a lot of global interest in almonds and minimizing barriers to reaching these customers keeps her motivated. Well, we're certainly still seeing a lot of growth and a lot of opportunity in our core markets. And there's been a lot of focus, of course, on China because of retaliatory tariffs. Certainly, we've seen a lot of increase in shipments as uh, industry members and their customers were able to start taking advantage of different exclusion programs that are in place in China. So the the 55% tariff rate, if you are able to participate in this program, you'd be able to ship at 25%. Well, two years ago, the tariff was 10%. So we're still hoping we're going to see some changes there, which would really continue to see China grow even further than it had previously. India's got incredible opportunity, but we have retaliatory tariffs there. So we'd like to see that change. I think what we're also seeing is in a lot of other countries in the Middle East and in other markets, even in South America, where we haven't been involved, We're seeing a lot of interest among consumers. And so the challenge, I'd say, for us is to make sure that there aren't any unknown, unanticipated barriers, technical requirements, standards that are going to impact the ability of almonds to to start flowing into some of those markets. Paying attention to these regulatory details and communicating this fact-based information is a role that the Almond Board is uniquely positioned to tackle on behalf of growers and handlers. Julie is optimistic about the road ahead for the international trade of almonds. I think almonds are really unique in terms of our opportunities. We've got great health messaging. We've got great food safety, great uh, production practices. So we really have a strong case to make for 
the demands that that consumers have. I think the uh, the fun is going to be looking at all the places where consumers maybe haven't tried almonds in different applications. And we've got, I think, a great future to move that growing volume of almonds around the world. As you could probably tell from both Julie's comments and from Joe's, there's a lot going on in the international almond trade. I want to close out today's episode just by emphasizing Joe's point earlier about getting involved. You can join the conversation and help drive the industry forward by joining an ABC committee or work group. Visit almonds.com forward slash upcoming events for future meeting details. We believe everyone in the almond industry has a story of their own of how they're making things work on their farms or in their jobs. Hearing the voices of industry leaders like Joe may have sparked a connection or idea that you can use in your own journey. That's why we want to feature these stories of innovation, resilience, and community on this podcast. I hope you'll come along for the ride by subscribing to this show on your podcast platform of choice. And please pass it along to others in the industry so we can all share in this almond journey together.